Hello there, and I am so thrilled to have you join us today. My name is Amber Griffiths, maker of legends, and it is that time again. So grab your legend pack, crank that speaker to 11, welcome to legend. This is the Get Real, Get Loud with Purpose podcast. And it's a series of conversations that explore the dreams and the visions of individuals who know that their message, their story, and their message, their mission is destined to create something greater than themselves in the world. By claiming their voice, by jumping into entrepreneurship, jumping into speaking, and really owning their voice and their stage, they're able to truly take steps for changing the world. And we get to explore some. So today we are speaking with Elsie Plenard. He is the mayor of Podcast Town. And if you don't think about that, you are mistaken. So Elsie, welcome. And thank you so much for coming to play today. I appreciate being here and I'm excited uh, to have this conversation. So I want to get into all the things, including you being a Bobcat. But first, first things first, tell us who you are, what you do and who you serve. Yeah, so as uh, as you mentioned before, my name is Elsie Flinnard the um, third. I am the mayor of Podcast Town, and we are a B two B podcast agency. Essentially, we help businesses do podcasting uh, what we feel the right way. Um, my why is podcasting has literally allowed me to live my dream. Uh, when I was fourteen years old, one of the things I knew two things: I knew I wanted to be um, a, a father and a husband. Uh, and I knew I wanted to own my own business. And podcasting has been the vehicle to satisfy that second thing. And so um, I, I tell people all the time, I, I'm much more than a founder of a podcast company. I am. I have a vested interest in seeing the medium grow uh, and flourish because of what it's done for me in my life and in my career. That is awesome. I was not expecting that answer in just that way. I don't know why, but it just felt different. I love that you're building a community. Like that's part of my world is like, because legends aren't made on their own. That's not how it works. We get to literally lock arms, hearts and souls figuratively and go change the world. And you are doing that through the art of podcasting. And I think that is just spectacular, especially when entrepreneurs are kind of, are like open, so open to something like that. Um, tell me about your son's podcast. Is this a space? Is there a space podcast? Is that what I saw? So funny story. Okay, so my son is, he calls himself the little mayor. Um, and he's already told me that he's going to take over the company one day and he's going to be the, the guy. And so he, we've, I've been training him, you know, uh, for the lack of a better term, on business, uh, on life, how to treat people, how to show up. And he said, um, he said, Dad, I want to start a podcast. And I said, okay, but you have to make sure that you're serious about it and that you, you know, you commit to it. And he said that he, he would be. And so we said, OK, well, what do we want to talk about? And he loves space. In fact, when he was six, he taught me about what's called the Kuiper Belt. Didn't even know what a Kuiper Belt was, um, but he taught me the planets uh, that are that make up the, the dwarf planets, excuse me, that make up the Kuiper Belt, what the difference between a, a planet and a dwarf planet is. And so he knows a lot about space to the point where I have to read you know, re research the stuff that he tells me to make sure that it's correct. And eight times out of 10, it usually is. And so he said, okay, we're going to, we're going to launch a podcast and it's all about space. It's just him 
uh, right now, but he's in the process of getting his first few episodes recorded um, and posted. And um, he's going to invite um, um, rocket scientists and NASA um, uh, professionals to be on the show. And so um, it's super exciting um, to see some of the, of the work that um, we're doing rub off on him um, because I love the stage, Amber, but he <laughs> loves the stage. <laughs> like he is, he loves the stage. He loves being in front of people and he loves talking. So I think he's, he's going the right direction. I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay. So the fourth, Elsie the fourth. Yes. Yes. He yep. is like well on his way to carry on this legacy. I think that is so spectacular yep. and to shoot your dreams so high too. Like I'm just going to ask my neighbor or my friends about what they think of the moon. I'm going to talk to NASA because you know, why not? If you're going to do something, do it well, overdo it. That's worth doing. That speaks huge to the legacy you're living. Like that's, that's a way to go you. I hope you take a moment to just celebrate the heck out of that. Like celebrate this process of like you're that just it touches all my feels. That's all. That just caught me on my feels. We're good. We're good. Um, thank you for sharing that a little bit. Tell me, I want people to understand how you mentioned that podcast has made your life possible and what you wanted to be possible. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, I, I speak to so many entrepreneurs and they jump into what they're doing because usually it's one of two things or a combination. It's like, I've been doing this for somebody else. I'm tired of building somebody else's empire. I'm going to do my way. Or they hear that voice of there's more, you know, there's more. What are you doing here in this office? Like get out there and do more. What led you to entrepreneurship and to being like, I'm going to create podcast town because this is what I want to see in the world. What led you to that? Yeah. So f- funny story. I was um, uh, starting my podcast uh, for one reason. Um, I, uh, again, like I said before, I always knew I wanted to own my own business, but I didn't know what I was doing, right? And I didn't have those skills. And so I tried everything. I tried, um, you know, I'm a singer songwriter. So I tried a record label. I tried production company. I owned a minor league basketball team and I'm doing all these things. Now, mind you, in addition to being a husband, father, working full time job, and it, it almost killed me. And I said, man, I, I got to do something different. If I do this same thing for the next 13 years, because I've been doing it for 13 years, it's like I'm not going to get anywhere. So I said, I, I need to get in front of people who know more than I do. And so I said, I, I got it. I'll start a podcast. I'll invite business owners on my show because they figure something out because they're running businesses. And so I invited my barber when I had hair. I invited my daughter's <laughs> dance teacher. I invited my realtor, just anybody in my uh, world that had a business because I wanted to learn from them. And so that was my strategy. I didn't care if anybody downloaded my show at all. I literally just wanted to get um, in front of business people. And so um, the plan worked. Uh, I would ask them questions about marketing, about operations, about um, branding um, and about all the things that I needed to get over that that hump, and um, and eventually started um, helping them launch podcasts. Uh, I had a guest one time say, "Hey, Elsie, you should you should help people start podcasts." Again, mind you, I didn't have a strategy. I didn't know how I was going to make money from this <laughs> podcast until one of my guests suggested it, and so that's sort of how the business was born. Uh, so it happened really organically, and and I I found that I really enjoyed 
helping people achieve the successes that I had achieved as a podcaster. Because at this point, you know, I'm meeting people from all over the world. These are authors. These mm -hmm. are um, business owners that are running multi-million dollar um, brands and agencies and people like uh, Jesse Cole and um, the, author, uh, the author of Pete the Cat book series and like these types of business owners. And I'm like, okay, I can duplicate this. I can help other business owners get in front of their prospects. I can help other business owners uh, build a, a pipeline of strategic partners and referral partners. And so um, it, it just kind of happened organically. Um, and then I was in a meeting with one, uh, my marketing coach and we just came up with this, this concept of a, of a town, of a community of people who are there because they wanna help each other. And it just made sense. Um, and, and then the, the mayor moniker came and it's just everything kind of came together um, really organically. And, uh, and we just continue to, to grow it and, and build on it. Oh my gosh. I, I think maybe that's part, that might be one of my favorite parts about it is not, I love that you're the mayor and you're not the king and you're not you know the emperor or whatever, but I love that it's a town. I mean, I'm a small town girl. Like my hometown still doesn't have traffic lights. We have a state prison, but there's Mine no either. Lights. Mine either. I tease all the time. One grocery store, one gas station, zero stoplights. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I think we may have two gas stations, so we may have you beat. I was a bulldog. I know that you are a bobcat, so we probably would not have gotten along in the wild, but it's okay because we're here in civilization. Um, and I love that that is because there's something about that town that's like you can leave your doors unlocked at night you can walk you can literally walk next door and go i need a cup of sugar and if they don't have if they don't have it somebody else will but it, that's okay to do even now is like it's that kind of camaraderie and that kind of collective generosity of spirit i think that is in a town versus this is the city this is the corporation for sure it has a different baggage that comes with it so yeah yeah i think it's, you, you 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 get me amber and that's the and again that's the reason why we named it um, podcast town because we wanted to be a safe place where people could have a voice help each other and grow that's what that's what we're all about i think that's incredible i think that's absolutely amazing i have i'm like as you're talking i'm like okay i have people that i need to introduce you to because holy cow i have people i need to introduce you to they need to know you um is really what it comes down to now you and i got to meet in the idea collective and i was just a member of the audience it was my first i had been a part of the idea collective for about three weeks when we got a conference last year nice. and you were emceeing and speaking like being one of the big wigs there and part one of the things that stood out was your ability to be so human and connect with the audience in a way that we were with you if there was a weird page if the page was upside down or if it was in the wrong order or i want to say we all had to whistle at some point or sing i'm trying to remember if you made a sing or whistle or we, we did the old DJ. We did the DJ call out thing. Yeah, I, I remember. Is that what it was? Okay. I'm like, I know, I remember the experience. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember how I felt when yeah. you did it, which is for me, a huge part of your brand. How do I feel when I'm with you? So when you're working with these people, these entrepreneurs, these small businesses, helping them launch this podcast that you know can revolutionize the way they reach their clients. What does that experience feel like if I am brand new in business, I've been doing this for six months, or if I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm doing okay, but I'm gonna, now I'm gonna add podcasting to it. What does that feel like to work with you? Yeah, I, I hope 
what it feels like is it's informative. I'm very inquisitive naturally. So I'm, I'm always asking questions about your business, um, not to question your business, but to get you to think about how, how your um, show fits into your, uh, auto, uh, your um, overarching brand and your marketing and your strategy. Mm. Um, so, uh, and I hope that is fun. I, I like to think that I'm a person who brings energy uh, to everything I do, whether I'm um, doing a, a strategy session or I'm the emceeing where I'm speaking on the stage, um, I, I hope that it, people feel that authenticity uh, and that natural curiosity. Um, and I think the other thing that people walk away with when uh, when we're working together is uh, a renewed sense of, of their voice and, and their why. Uh, because podcasting mm -hmm. is, is a really uh, intimate medium um, where you really need to understand why you're doing the podcast. Um, and so I, I hope people walk away with with uh, just this sense of this is a, a long term uh, commitment that they're making in their business, in their brand, but also in themselves. Um, I can't tell you the relationships that, I, that I've built and the, the things that I've learned and the friendships that I've, I've, I've made over the years, um, simply from being brave enough to turn on the microphone uh, and the camera and have conversations. And so um, my hope is that my, my residents, who call our clients residents, they get the same thing, right? They walk away with, the, with amazing relationships, amazing experiences, and amazing insights that they've learned from the relationships that they've built. I love that you have a name for the community. I think it's it's one of those things where people are like, well, I have this group. I'm like, great, what is it? Well, you know, it's a group. What do you what do they call themselves? Like there's no, there's nothing quite like being able to say, I'm a this to create that sense of belonging, that sense of no, 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 I'm home. Like I just came in here where I am safe. I can share the good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful, and it's all good. So exactly. I love that their residents of town. Makes me so happy, Elsie. It just, <laughs> it just sings to my little soul. Um, okay, Tony Shifty. Before I have to let you go, do you are you a foodie at all? I so I am not. I am, and it's ironic because in life and in business, I'm adventurous. I'm willing to try new things. I'm open to pivot and to shift and to change. But when it comes to food. I want my burger, my pizza, and what I know that I like to eat. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. It's like on one hand, I'm this, wow. um, this innovator, this out-of-the-box thinker. But when it comes to food, I just really just give me a burger and fries and what I know that I like. Um, and my wife teases me when we go out. She's like, she knows what I'm going to order because... I ordered what I ordered last time. <laughs> I almost never try new things in terms of food. So, <laughs> Well, that's okay. But to be fair, I will go certain places because I'm craving certain things. So I will always order this one thing at this restaurant because that's why I came to the restaurant. It's not because I'm stuck on a club sandwich, although a really good club sandwich is a hell of a thing. Like, but I came to this restaurant because they have a good club. So of course I'm going to order the club. Because, yes, my husband thinks, he's like, will you branch out a little? Now, I eat all kinds of weird stuff. But if I go to a specific restaurant, it's because I wanted a specific dish. Yeah. So I'm going to order it because that makes the experience different. Yeah. Well, see, the other thing that happened, um, so I, I grew up in the country. And when I say country, I mean country, country, where my uncle would go out with a shotgun and shoot the squirrel, bring it in, and my grandma would cook it up in that, that country. Excellent. Excellent. And one time Got I it. walk in and my grandma has this meat. And I eat it, 
And she lets me know after I eat the meat, what the meat is. And I didn't like the answer that she gave me. And so from that moment on, I was like, I'm just going to stick to chicken, fish, beef, and pork. I'm not going to do all this exotic stuff. So she kind of damaged, damaged me in that way. Um, so that that's part of why I'm very, very simple in terms of food. I don't, I don't want to try any octopus, no gator, um, or snake, or any of that stuff. I just want to stick to the, the basics and what I don't. Okay, an octopus is too smart to eat. I've tried it, but I think they are better. I mean, especially because it's my spirit animal. I think an octopus is more intelligent than we are sometimes. And so it deserves to live. And gator, gator sausage is really good. I tried it a few months ago in New Orleans. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. I try, I will try. And bless your grandmother for saying, just eat it before you make a judgment. But I also get that, like, I don't recognize what my food is. But here's the reason I'm asking. I'm a huge, I am not a foodie. Like, I don't, I'm not snobbery about that. I will have a tuna fish sandwich if that's what sounds good. I am a food snob. It has to be good. Like, I don't want, I don't want, potatoes do not come out of a box. You peel them, you mash them. That's how you have potatoes. I'm a, like, I lived, grew up in a farm, small farm, old garden. Like, it was a large garden, no weird animals. But part of my, I'm a huge fan of celebrating the process. We celebrate all the baby steps. It helps us keep us focused in a moment, all those things. And one of those things for me, part of my celebration is often food. I love tater tots. <laughs> they are my oh, comfort goodness. food. They are my celebration oh. food. What it, what's your celebration food? I, so I, I, I would have to say burger because when I, I, I had surgery one time and that was the first thing I asked for when I woke up. <laughs> my wife is standing at my bedside and the only thing I can think of is to ask for a burger. So probably a burger. But I, I, I agree with you. Tater tots are probably... Uh, a really, really close second. Like, give me some well-cooked, crispy yeah. tater tots, and I'm a happy guy. Do you have sauce that you dip them in, or do you eat them plain? I like them plain, but um, occasionally I'll, I'll dip them in a, a little bit of ketchup. But um, but if they're done, if they're cooked well, um, you almost don't need ketchup. No sauce needed. Yeah, it's like a good steak. If it's cooked well, you don't need a lot of stuff. Okay, I'm going to challenge you for something. Okay. Have you ever had tachos? Tachos, no. Tachos. Okay. Between now and when I get to see you in like a month, I challenge you to make or find tachos. They're like nachos, only instead of tortilla chips, they're tater tots. Oh. It's not poutine because there's not like cheese curds and fries. It's ta it's tater tots, and then you can have like the hamburger, the the tomato, the salsa, the guacamole. The it's nachos, but with tater tots. Tachos. So good. I'm drooling just a little bit. <laughs> I challenge you to try this. Make them yourself. Find them someplace. That's your challenge. I if challenge you like accepted. Okay. <laughs> That's fabulous. Ali, thank you so much for coming to play. I, I appreciate you sharing some of your why and your backstory. And I am just excited to see what you create next. Thank you so much for coming to play. No problem. This was fun. And I have a challenge from it. So um, I, I appreciate you yeah. having me. <laughs> bonus, bonus <laughs> challenge. I want to thank all of you for listening and tuning in. And I know that there have been brilliant little gems dropped from this conversation. So I hope at least one of them has found its way into your heart and will inspire you to go take action today. So again, thank you, Elvie, for third, the mayor of Podcast Town. And until I get to speak to each one of you again, rock on.